You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Keith. Johnson. The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menounos and Bing.com. And streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Falling Skies After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424-256-1729. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Falling Skies After Show. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome Bing is for doing, we're here doing the Search and Recover episode of Falling Skies Season 3. Welcome, everybody. Uh, I am your host, Phil Svitek. Join alongside, of course, Nando. Hello, everybody. Hello, Nando. This was, uh, I, I actually enjoyed this episode. In the sense of, I know, you know, with my predictions and things like that, I didn't want to kind of take it. Um, I thought it would just be a completely Tom and uh, and Pope episode, but it wasn't. So I'm glad for that. And we expanded and we continued mm-hmm. and we developed. And so I like this episode. <laughs> I agree. I I, uh, I liked it a lot. I I was looking forward to a pop, uh, Pope and Tom episode uh, as well. Uh, not like you. I was more looking forward to it because I kind of like that dynamic. But it was nice to see things moving forward. We get to learn a little bit more about what's going on. There was the search for Anne and uh, Alexis, and uh, that's the search part of the show, Search and Recover, and uh, and a little bit more about who in the mole might be and what's going on with the so bone go, weapon. Let's let's start with that. Who is the mole? Who's the mole? Well, the number one question of season three. I've been predicting since uh, I think episode one I, I think it's Marina and uh, definitely is a case for her as of this episode that she could be the mole she's acting very very odd she's uh, seems to like being in the position of power right now mm-hmm. uh, she has control she's doing things her own way uh, she went down to uh, talk to Dr. Godard to try and figure out about the Volm weapon even though uh, Dr. Guitar was working on something else for Lords uh, for Lourdes and uh, I guess with her, it's really, really interesting. The, the she wants to know about the Vaughn weapon. She's lied about, which we've discovered. He, you know, Doctor Guitar found out later. She lied to Doctor Guitar, saying that this was something that Tom wanted. Tom did. Yeah. And uh, and she, it's like, does she want to know because she wants to make her own power play to to yeah. be in charge of uh, Charleston, or um, or is she doing this to? It, or, or are her reasons more sincere? Are there, is there more good intention involved in her reasons right now? I don't know. I, I, I say I say no more so because you know as as we're finding about the kids. You know, um, he says you know I have I have all these births from about six months ago. We're gonna do some DNA tests. She doesn't care. Yeah. So if she was good, she would care. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and grant and and it doesn't take you away from your priority of you know trying to figure this out. But at least make an effort to care and say, oh, oh you know, that, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah, no, you, this is actually more, a little bit more important. Mm-hmm. But you know what? That's good as well. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I agree. And she didn't. She I, completely just was like, yeah, whatever. 
there are a bunch of newborns that you're worried about and they were born in the past six months are doing testing to see that if they're okay or if there was some effect either from the environment or or some kind of weapon that they don't know about something they're unaware about that could be affecting the newborns and she's just like no she just shows a picture of the mole weapon and she's just like just just work on that and you know it's surprising if she is if she is the mole and on all these different things she's doing a terrible job of convincing the audience now yeah you know where she's done an amazing job apparently convincing everybody else that she's good well you know th- that's always uh, i this is the first episode where i want to say i don't think she's the mole because i feel like now it's like when it's that over the head when it seems that obvious you have to start thinking you have to start thinking against it, or at least I—that's the way I, I look at it. I start thinking, okay, maybe there's another play there. The only other it could be, but it, but it's so far into the season that it could start to make sense. You know what I mean? Whereas now it's okay to go over the top because she really is, and and we don't mm. have to hide it from the audience anymore. True. If this was episode one, then then I could see that argument. I guess that's true. I guess that makes sense when you put it that way. The one interesting thing I also want to bring up too with uh, Marina this episode is her interactions with uh, Weaver. When uh, when Weaver uh, wanted to send his uh, search party out, which we'll get more into, I know, a little bit later. But she had a bit of a tender moment saying when Weaver was talking about the second mass being family and since she had a family, too. And when I heard that, I almost thought that might be motivation for being a mole. Because the other thought is, if you're human, why do you want to be a mole? You know, mm-hmm. what are you being promised as a mole? What, what, you know, what bigger thing probably than a family member who's been captured or uh, a daughter or son that's been harnessed? Uh, so that I would think might be the motivation. The fact that she did have a family and she seemed very genuine when she said that she seemed very somber when she said that she did. And and you know what? Um, it's also in that moment, you know, uh, in terms of a leader, she almost kind of backpedals. And so, you know, as much as weight Tom has put on her, you know, in terms of how great she is in that moment, she wasn't because she, she was kind of backpedaling on her decision to um, say, no, you, you don't get anyone else. If you want to go, by all means. Yeah. But I'm not sending anyone else in. And then what do you take uh, from Marina, her last interaction with Weaver when she saw him off? You know, uh, Jeannie, his daughter, was teasing that Marina likes him. But do you think that was – there was some motivation for that as well? Do you think there's something genuine there? Like she actually did have a moment with Weaver? Or do you think that maybe – Possibly. I mean, it, it, it's so interesting, um, especially how they they brought her in for this episode of Daughter um, I'm talking about. Um, I don't know what to take from that. I mean, I, I think more so um, it, it, it's an indication that he might be falling for her mm-hmm. rather than she for him. I think, uh, you know, if, if she is after power and things like that, it's it's in her interest to gain his love. Yeah. And I think that she could be doing that. But I, I don't truly see that from her okay well if she's not uh if she's not the mole at the very least she seems very capable to be making a power play right now to take more control to do things her way and uh and set herself up to to be the next president of uh of their of their little country that they have there in charleston so of those five thousand people that she mentioned to to weaver that she has a duty to protect as opposed yeah. to going out to search for uh for Anne and Alexis, which we uh, we kind of we, uh, do you want to move into that one or, or is there yeah, anything else? It. Actually, let's Sorry. do it. I mean, uh, no, I mean it's, it's interesting how the last bit, you know, not that this is that important, but the fact that everything kind of co- goes through him, yeah, Dar, and uh, and also where the photos kind of really did come from, yeah, you know, because she gives him those and, and things like that, and, and uh, she says it's none of your business, just do your 
kind of pretty much just do your job and don't ask. Yeah, yeah, really interesting about that too. Yeah, I, I again, it's like, I mean, that's exactly someone who's a spy would probably not want to give any answers, but just want to try and go up to this person and 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 give them a little story and get. I mean, it makes perfect sense to find out what the Vom weapon is and report it back to. Yeah. Reported back to the Ashvedi, yeah. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, oh, and, the, and then, you know, it, it's going to be his report. Should we talk about kind of his report of, of, of that? You of know, the kids? The, well, the, the, the watch and things like that. Oh, yeah. Well, absolutely, I think. Yeah, that's, uh, that's also really important, I think, because uh, this is – I think we've also suspected that we don't know what this weapon is. We have no idea what this weapon is, but we're finally getting some more information on it. Yeah. And and the information doesn't make sense. Well, it, it just sounds kind of like Back to the Future with 21 gigawatts. <laughs> yeah, and all those different <laughs> things. So, um, you know, it's, it's it's obviously the MacGuffin of the of this whole storyline mm-hmm. um, for this season. So we'll see kind of how it goes. But, um, you know, I think I think it's interesting if she is the mole, how she is isolating and how kind of how everyone ultimately isolates, you know, this doctor because... In many ways, you know, he's the vehicle to get you all this information. And, and as much as this weapon may be the way to win the, the war, you know, he's the way to kind of help win the war as well. Because, you know, he obviously cares and wants to do as much and, and is knowledgeable and can do it. Yeah. He's a one-man band. No, absolutely. And, uh, I mean, it's, it's a great character. I'm glad to keep seeing him because he is a great character. And he's got he's very quirky as well, which is yeah. uh, which kind of helps to it. And he's going to – I do think he's going to be the key to a lot this season because he's already trying to figure out the Vulm weapon. We're probably going to need some answers from him in the future if if this weapon turns out to be something that's going to damage – the humans, it's going to harm the humans as well. And uh, and then also just to try and figure out what's going on with the, all these little DNA things. I mean, with Alexis, with Hal, who knows who else. I mean, obviously they're testing other babies to make sure that uh, that there's not something going on with all the newborns. So it's really vital do, right do, now. Do now, does the notion come up to test all of the, um, you know, the, the Tom's family? I think that's a smart that would be a smart test to do, but I don't think uh, I don't think the notion is there yet for them. I don't to think so either. But you know, you, you can deduce it that way. Of okay, well, what is it about? You know, is anybody else affected? Yeah. Certainly, at least Tom and and if, uh, yeah. I figure. Well, you figure. Yeah, if the baby, if the baby is infected, if if someone has a a, a sickness or a disease and you can't figure it out, what's the, one of the first things a doctor would probably go to is is it hereditary? Is there some reason from the the two? Um, parents something from the two parents that was given to the child so i would assume that a doctor would eventually make that notion uh i don't know if they're there there just because again it's alien dna i don't think they would think that tom or Anne have alien dna in them that would be mixed in there sure um so let's talk about the ant kind of storyline um quite interesting uh you know i think i think uh what's great about it in general, not that we saw this, but um, I'm excited to potentially see um, because they the, because you know Tom's gone and now the entire family's gone. It leaves pretty much Charlestown exposed. Yeah, you know, in a in a big way. Absolutely. So uh, you know, I 
I think that's going to come back to bite them in many ways. Hmm. Well, again, I don't. They are um, they are out there, but one of them is Hal or Evil Hal. So at least they got him out of the out of Charleston, so that helps too. And uh, yeah, and and who knows what's going on with Alexis? So that family is a little dysfunctional right now, anyway, with, with the, all the alien stuff going on. So I don't know if it's totally terrible uh, for Charleston that they're gone. Uh, the only problem is Hal being gone. And Marina being in charge. Uh, but it was really interesting. Uh, I was really curious. I, I told you this last episode. I was really confused with Anne's motivation for uh, conking out Kadar and then uh, drugging Lourdes and then running off with Anne. So they kind of did a good explanation for it. I mean, I'm not a mother, so I guess uh, she was just, like, panicking and just wanted to get out of there. Uh, well, especially, especially you know, uh, you know, she's never been in a situation like that. And... Uh, you know, she tried to speak about it to Tom, and, and Tom wasn't ready to listen or whatever the case is or yeah. however, however he would put it. And uh, and so, yeah, you know, I, I think she did panic. Yeah. Um, you know, and they, they, they spent a lot of time, obviously, focusing on the fact of, um, you know, what, what did happen to her. And they find this body along the way. Mm. And they think it's Anne initially, but it's not. And so they have this funeral, and everyone kind of has their moment. Well, that was really touching, especially... Um Especially with Matt, because Matt, a couple of episodes, had that major argument with uh, with Anne when Anne, when he got in trouble for blowing up uh, the door of that house, and she was uh, she was trying to talk to him like a mother did, and he said, "You're not my mom," and he yelled yeah. at her, and then he felt guilty. So I thought it was really, really tender. I think part of uh, Matt was really affected. It was good that Matt went on the on the search party. Hal was trying to not let him. I don't know if that was evil Hal or it was it was like. A really, you know, Hal back in a normal moment trying to be protective of his little brother, but um, but you know, Matt went over there and he was really scared about it that being Anne, and uh, he was the one who wanted to bury Anne. He he was he was the most affected by it. And Weaver uh, actually listened to Matt this whole episode. Weaver was very very touching this whole episode. I have to admit, for just about everything, he just was coming from a very. Um, I, I used the word vulnerable already, I think, but a very vulnerable place. Mm-hmm. So, which I kind of liked. It's it's different. It's a different kind of weaver. He's really grown a lot. Well, I think I think the fact that his daughter was there too, you know, I think um, he felt a connection. You yeah. know, he felt part of the family. It's kind of grounded him. Yeah, I would say with his daughter there as well. So, but yeah, it it was what was interesting was uh, that funeral scene in particular was a very tender moment for it. It ended up not just being tender and and you know. Uh, tender and touching for matt but everyone got involved like trying to picture like this woman was a mother she was probably out going for food and, and they were just saying all these little stories and everything and just everyone it was just a very very touching scene i really yeah. liked it yeah and you know it definitely humanized the whole kind of situation which you know we, we've always talked about the the war aspect of it but then also the um the family element yeah and uh the, i think this you know tragedy unfortunately brings families closer Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely, and and that's later represented with the uh, Liberty Tree. Yeah, <laughs> it certainly is with that Liberty Tree. So, yeah. which by the way, uh, you know, one of our fans did write in, and, and that was a real thing in Boston. They did have a Liberty Tree. Oh, they did. Yeah. Okay. So, um, I and that's where corrected. they came, and that's where they came from. Yeah. So uh, that's where Second Mass came from, obviously. So uh, I guess that's that is pretty touching. Then, so see fans, you write in, and we do listen. <laughs> A couple of things about um, about the search party were interesting. Well, first of all, the most obvious one is at the end of last 
week's episode, uh, we saw when Anne and Alexis were escaping and they were trapped, we saw Hal. Yeah. But Hal woke up. We saw Hal this, in the beginning of this episode pretty much in bed with Maggie waking up. Uh, so whatever it was that Hal did, it was it. I guess it was either a dream state or who knows, the way he was acting last episode was so weird. He just went back as if business was normal and just played either played stupid or really didn't genuinely know that Anne and Alexis was missing when, when Ben came to wake them up. Yeah. So that was the first big thing about that. And then the other one that I um, that I wanted – well, the other one that I wanted to bring up for sure – and actually, you know what? Let's stick on Hal for a second. Um, yeah. Because when Matt and Ben had that really touching moment by the Liberty Tree and, uh, and Ben was like staring at them – I'm sorry, Hal was staring at them. What do you take for that? That was really weird. Um, I, I think I'm, – I'm, I'm going to guess that in tonight's episode, Hal was – the real Hal, uh-huh. but the burden for him in this episode was the fact that he had the knowledge of you know at any moment he could become a spy. Yeah, you know he he still thinks of him as the spy, and he's unpredictable. Yeah, and so um, he's looking at them, reminiscing about the mom, and kind of wondering his his own fate and destiny and all of this. Of okay, where where do I fit in now that I'm possibly a monster, and I don't mm. even know what kind of monster I am. And uh, I don't know how conscious he is of how much he can control it, but it seems like he knows he can't control himself. Yeah. And so I think that's what the look was more for me rather than um, him being possessed at that point and being like, ooh, I'm going to eat these people, (laughs) whatever the the (laughs) case may be. Well, it's just weird because it it did have a bit of a, you know, every now and then when evil Hal shows up, you see that look on his face. So that stare kind of reminded me of evil Hal in a way. So I was always wondering, that, like, he's is he plotting for something? That's what I was, that's what I was kind of thinking of. Because we didn't really get to see, I guess, too much of evil Hal. I mean, he was telling Matt to stay behind. And, and again, he's just playing along. It was no little wink to the audience. Kind of like Marina. Like, we, it seems like it's hitting us over the head like she's the mole. This episode was very a very subdued Hal. So I guess that's what I noticed out of it. Um, and then the other thing I thought was really interesting was was Jeannie, was Weaver's daughter. Um, I guess when they were talking about Anne, I mean, we don't know the alien DNA exactly what's going on with this alien DNA. But uh, Anne was said, said, you know, I guess the aliens can't beat us. They can't do this. So they're trying to create a new species out of us. And then she told her dad to pretty much, what was the exact words? Like... She kind of. He, she kind well, of. My, my favorite line was, uh, "He didn't really understand." It took like three times, yeah. to, for him to kind well, of get it. Well, because the way she was saying it, but she pretty much was saying to put her down if uh, if yeah. something like that was to happen to her. So it was almost like a. I guess. Um, I guess in a way, it is a violation of of you know if, if giving birth to a new species or something like that. It, be, it must be a really freaky thing for someone to think about. You know something like that growing in their body so she she was totally like yeah don't let this happen to me don't let them use me yeah so which i thought was really interesting and again i i really wonder what kind of uh alien dna is this it, i still think it might be volm honestly i think it it, it may be volm not not uh Ashveni or not skitter obviously mm-hmm. so but uh but Whatever it is, it's creating a new species that, at least as far as we can tell, learns a lot faster. <laughs> the kid can speak. The kid can have an evil laugh and sneak around. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, I, I thought I thought that was um, a really good kind of um, speech by them. You know, uh, you know, nice father-son, or father-daughter moment, rather. Yeah. 
um, ultimately. And again, yeah, I'm really dig- I do I dug Weaver this episode. I mean, he he uh, his speech to Marina saying we're we're family. If somebody's lost, we find them. If somebody's in trouble, we help them out. You know, it, yeah. it really adds to the family aspect of it. Yeah, I agree. Um, but in terms of that, uh, you know, yeah. <laughs> it was left where it was left. They didn't find her. Um, I mean, we, they didn't find her, but they found Tom. They found Tom. And hope, yeah. So let's go back to them. Let's start. And then, you know, before we kind of talk about, you know, uh, how they break the news to Tom about Anne. Yeah. Let's uh, let's kind of backtrack. All right. Well, of course, this was uh, this was what they were teasing last week before we even saw this episode, and uh, it took up a majority of it. Everybody, uh, well, Bresler's dead. He was the pilot of the plane, and he probably saved them by uh, by getting them away as far away from possible from enemy fire. Uh, but they crash land, and it's Pope and Tom alive, and they pretty much had to live together, work together for the whole episode. Ironically, it reminded me of Homeward Bound. <laughs> yeah. Well, because you you have Tom, who's supposed to be this kind of, uh, you know, older, you know, in Homeward Bound, the older dog, you know, kind of mentors the younger dog. And uh, Pope is that younger dog, uh, you know, who doesn't respect authority, plays by his own rules, but is also, you know, kind of idiotic throughout. And yet, um, you know, initially you see Tom kind of being the one that uh, is helping, right? He can make fire. He can do all these different things. Mm-hmm. But... Um, you know, eventually when Tom is injured, he needs Pope to kind of do all these different things for him. And, and that's, you know, that's the turn. And that's, you know, so I think an homage to Homeward Bound, <laughs> ultimately. Well, it was interesting seeing uh, Tom rescue Pope, which we know Tom would do, rescuing Pope to get him out of the plane. And again, this relationship, them talking about the whole the whole fire starting scene where they're all just going at each other is, uh, you know, uh, it seems like if if one person says the sky's black, the other one says no, no, it's white. It's like every single every single decision they make, they're at odds of each other for. And uh, sometimes but we, learned, we, we learned about a lot about Tom, you know, th- through those different things. You know, they were also kind of uh, sharing um, their past and really, you know, in their into their ideology and the fact that Tom's father was drunk. Yeah, you know, and, and he says, you know, the one thing I benefited, I guess, was that I survived. Mm. So, yeah, you know, and that's that that's an interesting notion, you know, especially you could take it to mean in this situation they're going to survive or in terms of the human in terms of everything, what they're doing on, you know, for the show. Yeah, they will survive. And that's the mentality that he's lived by. Yeah. And and that's what's pretty obvious. That's what way he's been going at it the whole his whole life right now, except for except for the one point when he was trying to get rid of uh, he almost gave up in the middle there when he got rid of Pope. When he yelled at Pope and said, we're both going to die because you, you don't have the balls to go out there and, and survive on your own. So mm-hmm. there was that moment. Um, also, well, I also want to bring up the backstory for Pope because I thought, thought that was huge, too. Yeah. You know, we learn a little bit more about what happened to, to him. And, and I guess they didn't say it, but I guess they insinuated he served some jail time. But I guess the, the interesting thing. Which is, isn't surprising. Which isn't surprising. But I think it's surprising the story than how he served jail time. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, he was he was scared for his son. His son almost got run over by this guy, and he went to confront him, and punched him, and uh, and the guy hit uh, hit the asphalt really really hard, and uh, he ended up bleeding out from his injuries. So, uh, which is kind of sad. I, I, I admit it, it's sad, but it also shows that Pope doesn't handle um, his emotions in the right way. He he he, he doesn't think handle things in the right way. So there was a right way of going about handling that. Yeah. You know, and uh, I understand emotion 
comes into it, and, and specifically anger, but you can't always just do that, you know, because then, uh, obviously, he's in the wrong, despite mm-hmm. everything. Yeah. No, I agree with that, too. I, I totally understand that. It, it it shows his personality a little bit, but still, again, I think I think the surprise is that he didn't rob a bank or purposely try to kill, you know, kill someone. He, he, he wasn't as, where he came from, at least, was a good place. He just didn't know how to handle himself, and he still has those issues, obviously, that he doesn't know how to handle himself, and it's it's affected him. I mean, he you could tell he he realizes because of his actions he lost his kids he yeah. didn't see them for 5 years before the alien invasion that's kind of a it's kind of a very somber moment as well but um you know the one interesting thing though about after that whole interaction especially with pope uh and they went to bed pope scared tom uh like a little like childish little joke with a dead snake i guess and tom flew off the handle like i mean he got he got to be the one that was using violence uh, not Pope. Yeah. What do you think about that? Because I thought that was really interesting. Uh, you know, um, it, it's always kind of, I don't know. Um, I don't necessarily know how to interpret that just yet. I mean, uh, it, it does show that Tom perhaps has a snack, snapping point. Yeah. And I think part of it is, um, you know, he's torn. When we last kind of saw him, he's torn between so many different things. Okay, who is the mole? Mm-hmm. You know, um, okay, I've basically exposed the present to these different things. Uh, my family's back home, um, and i got to worry about them. Uh, my wife really wants to talk to me, and, and I don't have time for her, and then how do I lead these people? Now, you know, um, I, I left on a secret mission. How do we, you know, kind of bring that up? You know what I mean? So it's it's all these different things, and I think, uh, you know, he's, he's uh, breaking down. Yeah. No, it definitely seems to be under stress, but it, again, it just was surprising that that how that's that whole thing just started and set him off. Because I don't know, I guess if someone threw a dead snake at me when I was sleeping, I guess I'd be really upset about it. I'd be pissed off. I don't know if I'd fly off the hangle the way he did. And they had some really big old brawl, and then uh, and then the skitters they hurt skitters. But, 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 but up until that point, um, yeah, uh, Pope wasn't listening to him. You know, from from the get go. You know, uh, and it, it was a nice tit for tat in the sense, you know, um, initially Tom says, okay, let's get out of here. And Pope kind of saves him of like, you know, when the light's coming down and they could have been caught there and Pope tells him to wait. Yeah. Um, so it, it was, you know, a back and forth in terms of who, I think, you know, I think ultimately the, the takeaway mm-hmm. and hopefully for them, I mean, certainly the audience, we get it, but, but hopefully for them, it's that they need each other to survive. And the only reason, you know, obviously the, the only reason that they did was because they did have each other. Yeah, because they worked together. Yeah. So, yeah, well, you know, really good interaction with the two of them. And uh, I think, you know, it kind of goes back to even what Weaver said before, second mass is family. And even though Pope hasn't been happy with Tom's decisions and he's he's yelled at him before about the uh, deaths to his, uh, to his crew, um, you know, he still sees value in having tom especially especially the end pope's hanging out uh in the hospital room for two days waiting for tom to wake up i mean that shows you that pope has a heart when it comes to tom too and he's still you know i guess you could fight with your family but you still stand by them at the end yeah so which is really really interesting i agree Mm. um so yeah i mean uh you know it's it's gonna be interesting to see to kind of tom back in the role i mean uh, there's honestly too much to talk about i it you know, apart from the the moments that they speak, um, because it's just more of a visual episode, at least from their storyline. Yeah, you know what I mean. And, and the conflict is in that, and them trying to survive. And so, 
I, I really enjoy it from a visceral sense. Mm. What do you think? Uh, here's a question about this whole interaction we didn't really hit upon. I mean, half of the, the arguing that they had while they were on this adventure was how did the aliens know about Keystone? I mean, obviously, well, Tom, Pope Tom, still feels it's a mole, yeah. and Tom was trying to come up with some other ways. But I guess there is some truth to it that it took a while. I think Tom said something that made sense. It took them a little while to get to Keystone. Yeah. So, and they didn't know the coordinates for Keystone until they were already in the plane. So, even we, as much as I want to say Melina's the mole, she didn't hear the coordinates. There was no way she could have heard the coordinates because she wasn't in the plane with them. What about a tracker? That that was a point that he made also, a possible tracker. So, uh, I, mean, I mean, that makes sense too. But still, it feels like, or if they were following them, but again, still, um, it makes you wonder, like, why didn't they attack sooner? Like, what kind of information would that reveal? I, I'm, not, I'm not saying that the answer is right in front of us. I'm just saying that it just throws more questions in this whole, yeah, in this whole mole thing, exactly. So, and the motivation for the mole. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I'm also interested, obviously, you know, uh, it's still kind of in the area of what happened to Cochise, what happened to the president. You know, I mean, the, the, especially from, from a hope perspective, okay, you know, here's this uh, icon, the symbol, you know, the president, and I'm going to be delivering amazing news, not only to Charlestown, but all, you know, all the different colonies, et cetera. Mm. And that goes out the window. Well, yeah, because the plane crashed. So uh, it's a matter of whether or not, they're alive. Yeah. Do you think they're? I, I kind of feel like they're dead. I feel like they both. I mean, maybe Cochise would be alive. It would make sense for him since this this weapon is still being built. Yeah. And he's the only Volm we've really met. So I, I, it makes me wonder if he still survived. Uh, I mean, the other the other thought too, and this is an odd thought, but it's possible too, is uh, is the Volm set up that attack? Possibly. Um, that doesn't make sense to me, but that's a possibility. It is, it is, well, certainly the people of Charleston would, would have you believe that. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. You know, it's, it's going to be interesting kind of seeing it progress yeah. from there. Mm. Um, yeah. And then, uh, and then uh, you know, going back to finally tying the Anne storyline with the Tom storyline. Yeah. We, you know, he gets the news that. And I, I like that the fact that it's we were delivering it. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, and he says, there's no easy way of going about this, so I'll just tell it like it is. Yeah. Um, and then he finds out. Yeah. Well, and, and, uh, this ties into the whole thing that we've been seeing all season with Tom. It's that when he focuses on one part of, when he focuses on his job, his family suffers. When he focuses on family, his job suffers. So there's a no win for him right now. He just went on this whole mission where Anne told him she didn't want him to leave and all this stuff hit the fan. And, yeah. uh, you know, and now uh, now he gets to concentrate on, I guess, the search for Anna Alexis and to figure out what's going on. And we'll see if uh, Qatar continues testing or what they do with that, too, because that's also going to be a mystery. How did Anne get or how did Alexis get alien DNA? And I also want to see, um, you know, how because if nothing else, if if if, um, you know, Miriam's not, not the mole, certainly she lied, mm-hmm. you know, about Tom wanting this information so yeah. you know how that's going to come back to him etc and what's her intention well if Gadar even brings it up because i think Ghidorah... yeah i think he would you think so I'm not... i think so because that's suspicious you know tom didn't commission this did he yeah I mean, that's a very direct question hmm. you know well it'd be interesting to see if Gadar does tell tom like how how marina's going to talk her, her way out of it 
Yeah. So I'd be really curious to see that too. You know, and, and, and especially especially with her answer, you know, um, Tom should have kind of told all of us about this. Mm. So she's blaming him for something. And so the fact that he picks that up, I think, I mean, you got to give him credit. He's a smart doctor. No, he is a smart doctor. And uh, as much as he, quote, hates humans and uh, now his uh, his lab has become Grand Central. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. That is so not Grand Central. Two people do not make Grand Central. But that's okay. <laughs> well, according Two to or him, three people does not make it. According to an agoraphobiac. <laughs> um, but anyway, so, so, so it's interesting. Uh, Want to head into predictions? Sure. Let's do it. Yeah, let's do predictions. There, there we, we go. go. I predict I'm going to hear that. We've got a delay. Um, well, here's, here's what I'm thinking. I, I still think uh, that the DNA in Alexis is Volm. And I was thinking about this. Uh, is that the weapon? Is that the, what the weapon is doing? Well, yeah, I was thinking something similar to that. Uh, in the beginning, we saw Anne using that um, de-harnesser for the kids. And she was the only one the Volm trained. So I wonder if it's possible that that affected her uh, in, in, in enough to put that alien DNA in her. And then I was thinking what uh, Jeannie said about, you know, what are the aliens trying to do now? They're trying to make, create a new species out of us instead. So I'm wondering if that enormous weapon with all that power either has the power to create the planet the way they want to create it and maybe create a new species in the process, maybe like some kind of radiation or some kind of waves or something like that that could actually affect the internal DNA of, of people or, or at least of women so that they're giving – instead of giving birth to normal humans, they, they're, they're already adapting as a new species. Or the other thing I was thinking of is maybe kind of like um, when Kochi said that they the reason why he's coming to Earth is for a flower just because of this one flower that never existed. If maybe they're trying to recreate the Earth in, in their own image or something like that with this weapon, why does it need all this power? That's the question. Yeah. Why does it need this much power? It's not going to just shoot a gun. It's going to do something else. So I wonder if it's going to just affect the planet or affect the immediate environment. That's certainly possible. Um, yeah, those, those are really, really good um, observations. Um, let's see. Uh, you know, for me, it, it's going to be interesting uh, to see how Tom now kind of reacts to everything that's happened. You know, and, and obviously there's that... You know, we we saw the search for Anne, but the fact that there's that huge gap, and we don't know how the rest of the night progressed. Yeah, and that big, you know. So I want to, I want to, I hope to see more answers. Do you think? That. Do you think because uh, do you think Tom would step down as president if his family was in so much danger, like like Anne and Alexis right now, to do a search? If he trusted the person in charge, and so and so now, right now he still has faith. Yeah. You know, because even even a couple episodes, he said, you know, uh, you're more she's more than uh, capable of running it. Um, however, let's see if that is still the case. Um, if he finds out information about her, hmm. and how that's going to affect it. Okay. So I, I mean, it could be interesting the fact that everyone's going to tell, tell tell all these things. You know, um, why she is the mole, or why she, you know, especially the doctor, why why he Tom should suspect her. And then it becomes the fact that she's not the mole, and so Tom's spending all his time trying to, you know, bring her down, and then the mole's doing whatever he wants. <laughs> so crazy, crazy. And then the mole's really Hal, evil Hal, or something else. I don't know. Yeah. 
Yeah. So anyway, I don't know. So it's going to be interesting. Anyway, uh, thank you, Nana, for joining me yet again. Yeah, thank you. Uh, where can our uh, fans follow you? Yeah, sure. You can follow me on Twitter at Nandovel, N-A-N-D-O-V-E-L, and on a couple other shows here as well. And remember to rate and comment on iTunes um, uh, and all that fun stuff. And, you know, uh, use the new website as well. You know, there's a comment section there. Uh, a few of you have taken advantage, you know, so so do that. You know, it'll be fun. It'll be centralized all on the website, um, afterbuzztv.com. It's brand new. It's redesigned, and we're continuing to kind of evolve based off of your suggestions. And there's a movie. It's out now called Adventures of Serial Buddies. You should download it. It's the first serial killer comedy of all time available on iTunes right now and then other platforms soon. So uh, go to SerialBuddies.com to stay updated on that. That's SerialBuddies.com. And thank you guys for listening. Follow us here at TV on all the various social platforms. Thank you, Stephen, in the booth. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. <laughs> <laughs> 